there's a very beautiful account of a conversation between Osho and the leading poet at that time, Sumitranandan Pant, in which the poet asks Osho to name 12 of the biggest influences on Indian spiritual thought and practice. And Osho said it is a very difficult task because India offers so many gems. How am I going to choose just 12? But he said, you know, you're an astute thinker and philosopher and I'm sure you will have justifications in choosing these 12. And Osho says, all right, and he presents, which according to him, other 12. Because he knows Sumitranandan Pant is also extremely aware and sensitive and knows about these subjects. So after Osho presents the 12 gems, Sumitranandan tells him, now please crunch the number down to 7. And Osho says that's going to be an unfair task because all 12 are revered. But if you must insist, I will crunch them down. And so he brings the figure down to 7. And once again, the poet argues that why did you drop so and so? Why did you drop so-and-so? And he gives his answers. I think you can read about this on the internet. Then the poet asks Osho, now you reduce this number down to 5. And Osho says, now it's you're making my task extremely difficult. But if you insist, these are the 5. And then the poet says, now you bring it down to four. So he says, look here, I will bring them down to four, but below that I won't go. Because these four are the four pillars of Indian spiritual thought and practice. Now in this whole process of reducing the list, Osho has had to let go of names like Lord Rama, names like Mahavira, and he gives his reasoning why. But he says that without these four, the structure will collapse. And so these four which he mentioned, were Krishna, Patanjali, the Buddha and the least known perhaps was Goraknath. And so then Osho asks, uh, Sumitranandan Pant asks Osho why Goraknath 
made it to the shortlist and such big names you have eliminated. And he said, because what I did in the process of elimination was, I had to separate the seeds from the trees. And these four planted seeds, they were seeds themselves and many trees sprouted from them. For example, he said even Krishnamurti sprouted from the seed of Buddha. They are saying nothing different. But Goraknath by far has offered India and the world the largest number of ways and practices to reach the divine. Nobody has achieved what he has achieved. And unfortunately, Trees are remembered, but not the seeds. And then he mentions one line of Goraknath, which is, die, O yogi, die. It begins with that. And then Osho goes on to explain what Goraknath meant by that, because each and every technique of Goraknath was driven to only that one point, which is the story of when someone went to Goraknath and said, I want to take my life. And he said, go ahead, but you will be surprised that you will find yourself still living after you die. So the man is extremely confused. He said, firstly, all the other masters have told me not to take my life and you are telling me to go ahead. And now you are telling me it is of no use to take my life because even if I take my life, I will be surprised to find that I am still alive. So Goraknath says to him that taking your life is not the true death. Or dying is not the true death. If you really want to commit real suicide, you stay with me and I will show you how to die before you die. Because if you die before you die, then you will understand that there is no such thing as death. And that's how then Osho goes on to talk about the importance of Goraknath and his message on dying to the duality of life. Goraknath had established the Navnath Sampradaya. Some say it existed before his time, but he was by far the biggest influence in spreading this message across the length and breadth of the country. On just this one thought, how to reach the formless consciousness, the unmanifest absolute in this life? Because as he said, that if you want to take your life, Please do not think that all your problems, 
all your vasanas, all your samskaras will finish with that. It will continue with the only difference being that you have dropped the body. Is there any point in that? Is there any point in incarnating again and again and again and again with the same thoughts, the same issues, the same patterns? So his emphasis was on this, die before you die to find there is no death. Or as Nisargdatta Maharaj would say, the whole thing is about dying now to the now. And Maharaj would also tell people, you know, who were wanting to take their lives that please understand that it is not just the physical body which needs to drop, it is even the subtle body. Because that is where everything is carried. We are just seeing the grossest physical sheath. One of the five sheaths is visible to us and we mistake this for who we are. So this is the gift of the Indian spiritual tradition. And it is truly a gift to even be exposed to such teachings, which very few have the privilege to be exposed to them, read about them, listen to them. <clears throat> 